This is day 184 of our daily Bible reading. We will be reading Zechariah chapters 4 through 8. Our Heavenly Father, as we enter into your presence this morning, cause us to be humble. Cause us to be attentive to you and not to let our minds wander. Lord, you have so much to tell us in your word, and you are whispering to our hearts all the time, but we so often don't listen, or we are so full of ourselves that we don't think we need to listen. Lord, humble us today. Help us to recognize our place, that we are under you in every way. We are inferior. We are completely dependent upon you. Please forgive us for our pride and for our haughtiness. And Lord, please cause us to just revel in who you are and just to acknowledge that you are our Lord. Please bless the reading of this word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Then the angel who was speaking with me returned and roused me as a man who was awakened from his sleep. He said to me, What do you see? And I said, I see and behold a lampstand, all of gold, with its bowl on the top of it, and its seven lamps on it, with seven spouts belonging to each of the lamps which are on the top of it. Also two olive trees by it, one on the right side of the bowl, and the other on the left side of the bowl. Then I said to the angel who was speaking with me, saying, What are these, my lord? So the angel who was speaking with me answered, and said to me, Do you not know what these things are? And I said, No, my lord. Then he said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. What are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel you will become a plain. He will bring forth the top stone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Also the word of the Lord came to me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house, and his hands will finish it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. For who has despised the day of small things? But these seven will be glad when they see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. These are the eyes of the Lord, which range to and fro throughout the earth. Then I said to him, What are these two olive trees on the right of the lampstand and on its left? And I answered the second time and said to him, What are the two olive branches which are besides the two golden pipes, which empty the golden oil from themselves? So he answered me, saying, Do you not know what these are? And I said, No, my lord. Then he said, These are the two anointed ones who are standing by the Lord of the whole earth. Then I lifted up my eyes again, and behold, there was a flying scroll. And he said to me, What do you see? And I answered, I see a flying scroll. Its length is twenty cubits, and its width ten cubits. Then he said to me, This is the curse that is going forth over the face of the whole land. Surely everyone who steals will be purged away according to the writing on one side, and everyone who swears will be purged away according to the writing on the other side. 
I will make it go forth, declares the Lord of hosts, and it will enter the house of the thief and the house of the one who swears falsely by my name, and it will spend the night within that house and consume it with its timber and stones. Then the angel who was speaking with me went out and said to me, Lift up now your eyes and see what is going forth. Lift up now your eyes and see what this is going forth. I said, What is it? And he said, This is the ephah going forth. Again he said, This is their appearance in all the land. And behold, a lead cover was lifted up. And this is a woman sitting inside the ephah. Then he said, This is wickedness. And he threw her down into the middle of the ephah and cast the lead weight on its opening. Then I lifted my eyes and looked, and there two women were coming out with the wind in their wings, and they had wings like the wings of a stork, and they lifted up the ephah between the earth and the heavens. I said to the angel who was speaking with me, Where are they taking the ephah? Then he said to me, to build a temple for her in the land of Shinar. And when it is prepared, she will be set there on her own pedestal. Now I lifted up my eyes again and looked, and behold, four chariots were coming forth from between the two mountains, and the mountains were bronze mountains. With the first chariot were red horses, with the second chariot, black horses, with the third chariot, white horses, and with the fourth chariot, strong dappled horses. Then I spoke and said to the angel who was speaking with me, What are these, my lord? The angel replied to me, These are the four spirits of heaven, going forth after standing before the Lord of all the earth, with one of which the black horses are going forth to the north country, and the white ones go forth after them while the dappled ones go forth to the south country. When the strong ones went out, they were eager to go to patrol the earth. And he said, Go, patrol the earth. So they patrolled the earth. Then he cried out to me and spoke to me, saying, See, these who are going to the land of the north have appeased my wrath in the land of the north. The word of the Lord also came to me, saying, Take an offering from the exiles, from Heldai, Tobijah, and Jediah, and you go the same day and enter the house of Josiah, the son of Zephaniah, which they have arrived from Babylon. Take silver and gold, make an ornate crown, and set it on the head of Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the priest. Then say to him, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Behold, a man whose name is Branch, for he will branch out from where he is, and he will build the temple of the Lord. Yes, it is he who will build the temple of the Lord, and he who will bear the honor and sit and rule on his throne. Thus he will be a priest on his throne, and the council of peace will be between the two offices. Now the crown will become a reminder in the temple of the Lord to Helem, Tobijah, Jediah, and Hen, the son of Zephaniah. 
those who are far off will come and build the temple of the Lord. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. And it will take place if you completely obey the Lord your God. In the fourth year of King Darius, the word of the Lord came to Zechariah on the fourth day of the ninth month, which is Chislev. Now the town of Bethel had sent Sherezer and Regemelech and their men to seek the favor of the Lord, speaking to the priests who belonged to the house of the Lord of hosts and to the prophets, saying, Shall I weep in the fifth month and abstain, as I have done these many years? Then the word of the Lord of hosts came to me, saying, Say to all the people of the land and to the priests, When you fasted and mourned in the fifth and seventh months, these seventy years, was it actually for me that you fasted? When you eat and drink, do you not eat for yourselves, and do you not drink for yourselves? Are these not the words which the Lord proclaimed by the former prophets, when Jerusalem was inhabited and prosperous, along with its cities around it, and the Negev and the foothills were inhabited? Then the word of the Lord came to Zechariah, saying, Thus has the Lord of hosts said, Dispense true justice, and practice kindness and compassion each to his brother, and do not oppress the widow or the orphan, the stranger or the poor, and do not devise evil in your hearts against one another. But they refused to pay attention, and turned a stubborn shoulder and stopped their ears from hearing. They made their hearts like flint, so that they could not hear the law and the words which the Lord of hosts had sent by his Spirit through the former prophets. Therefore great wrath came from the Lord of hosts. And just as he called, and they would not listen, so they called, and I will not listen, says the Lord of hosts. But I will scatter them with a storm wind among all the nations whom they have not known. Thus the land is desolated behind them, so that no one went back and forth, for they made the pleasant land desolate. Then the word of the Lord of hosts came, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I am exceedingly jealous for Zion. Yes, with great wrath I am jealous for her. Thus says the Lord, I will return to Zion and will dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. Then Jerusalem will be called the City of Truth, and the mountain of the Lord of hosts will be called the Holy Mountain. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Old men and old women will again sit in the streets of Jerusalem, each man with his staff in his hand because of age. And the streets of the city will be filled with boys and girls playing in its streets. Thus says the Lord of hosts, If it is too difficult in the sight of the remnant of this people in those days, will it also be too difficult in my sight? declares the Lord of hosts. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Behold, I am going to save my people from the land of the east and from the land of the west. And I will bring them back, and they will live in the midst of Jerusalem. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God in truth and righteousness. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Let your hands be strong, you who are listening in these days, 
to these words from the mouth of the prophets? Those who spoke in the day that the foundation of the house of the Lord of hosts was laid, to the end that the temple might be built? For before those days there was no wage for man or any wage for animal. And for him who went out or came in, there was no peace because of his enemies. And I set all men one against another. But now I will not treat the remnant of this people as in the former days, declares the Lord of hosts. For there will be peace for the seed. The vine will yield its fruit. The land will yield its produce, and the heavens will give their due. And I will cause the remnant of this people to inherit all these things. It will come about that just as you were a curse among the nations, O house of Judah and house of Israel, so I will save you, that you may become a blessing. Do not fear. Let your hands be strong. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Just as I purposed to do harm to you when your fathers provoked me to wrath, says the Lord of hosts, and I have not relented, so I have again purposed in these days to do good to Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. Do not fear. These are the things which you should do. Speak the truth to one another. Judge with truth and judgment for peace in your gates. Also let none of you devise evil in your heart against another. And do not love perjury, for all these are what I hate, declares the Lord. Then the word of the Lord of hosts came to me, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, The fast of the fourth, the fast of the fifth, the fast of the seventh, and the fast of the tenth months will become joy, gladness, and cheerful feasts for the house of Judah. So love, truth, and peace. Thus says the Lord of hosts, It will yet be that peoples will come, even the inhabitants of many cities. The inhabitants of one will go to another, saying, Let us go at once to entreat the favor of the Lord, and to seek the Lord of hosts. I will also go. So many peoples and mighty nations will come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem, and to entreat the favor of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, In those days ten men from all the nations will grasp the garment of a Jew, saying, Let us go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Okay, so we've made it through another day of reading, and let's go ahead and see what we can analyze here from Zechariah. So in chapter 4, we see the beginning of the second half of the visions that were shown to him. And it looks like all eight visions in total were shown in one night. And again, this is a vision. He wasn't dreaming. He was completely aware and lucid to what was going on. So what he's doing is recounting what he saw. So the, the one that we see today is the vision of a golden lampstand with some olive trees. And he wasn't sure what these meant. So he asked the angel, what are these? And the angel's like, you don't know what these are? <laughs> Obviously, I'm not, because that's why I'm asking you, angel. Then he says that it is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, saying, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. When you put this with 
verse 7, it starts to make sense as to pointing towards the Messiah. Because we see that before Zerubbabel, you will become a plain, O great mountain, and he will bring forth the top stone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Zerubbabel is capable of that? I think what it is alluding to is his lineage. Again, he is the one that is chosen to carry the line of David. And so I think this is pointing towards Jesus Christ being the one that is going to do those actual things. And again, it's almost like he's talking about himself in verse 9. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house, and his hands will finish it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. Who's sending who where? You know, it, it it seems like this is the Messiah speaking. I could be mistaken, but that's what it looks like. So then he's asking about the olive trees. Why are these olive trees there? And he said, these are the two anointed ones who are standing by the Lord of the whole earth. Who are those, I wonder? Now, it does mention that at the end times, especially in the book of Revelation, that there are going to be two people. They will be prophesying in the last days, and it's probably them. But I'm not sure, because it doesn't really say anything specific. But if you were to compare this with the book of Revelation, there seems to be undeniable similarities between these situations, because golden lampstands are talked about in Revelation, as well as in here, and it seems to point to the same things as the two men here that are anointed by God. There's also two men anointed by God in Revelation, so they seem to be supporting each other in this way. In chapter 5, we see the vision of the flying scroll. And what is the flying scroll? This is not the same kind of scrolls we've seen before, because the other scrolls were eaten, and they were good. This is not good right now. The flying scroll, according to verse 3, says it is a curse, and whoever steals will be purged away according to the writing on one side, and whoever swears will be purged away according to the writing on the other side. So it is a scroll of judgment, it looks like. I will make it go forth, and it will enter the house of the thief and the house of the one who swears falsely by my name. It will spend the night within that house and consume it with its timber and stones. So it seems to be judgment against sin by the looks of it. Then he sees a vision of a woman inside of an ephah. Now, usually an ephah is a measurement of something. So we're not really sure what exactly this ephah is. And the angel says that this is wickedness and threw this woman into the middle of the ephah and put a lead weight on the top. And then two women coming out of the wind in their wings that had wings of a stork, and they lifted up the ephah. And then it says that they're sending this to build a temple for her in the land of Shinar, which is Babylon. And when she is prepared, she will be set there on her own pedestal. In different areas of eschatology within the Bible, we see this woman who is seen as the great harlot of Babylon. And this is representative of something in the future, committing harlotry with all the nations around it, even though she is small. And so I'm thinking that this is similar to that. And for my personal opinion, I think that that's the Catholic Church, but that's just my opinion. Then when we get to chapter 6, we see the vision of the four chariots. And these ones seem similar to what we see in 
the book of Revelation as well as the four horsemen of the apocalypse. So it's very interesting if that's really them or not, because they do the same thing. They go and patrol the earth, and they seem to have particular jobs associated with them. And then we see the second half of this chapter, we see symbolic crowns, taking silver and gold, making a crown, one for Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the priest. And then it mentions the Messiah again, whose name is Branch, for he will branch out from where he is. He will build the temple of the Lord. He's going to build the temple? Well, we know that Zerubbabel is going to be involved in that, but what is the real temple of the Lord? The regenerated person with the Holy Spirit indwelling. That is the temple of the Lord. Paul talks about that a lot. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Lord? You know, so that I think that's what it's talking about here, that the Messiah is going to come and he's going to create salvation for all people. And I think that's what it's pointing to here. And then I like this in verse 13, it points to what the book of Hebrews talks about, where Jesus is our high priest. And again, the offices of prophet, of priest, and of king were never to overlap. Humans are not supposed to have more than one of those offices. There are only a handful of exceptions, intentional exceptions, and Jesus Christ is one of them. He is the priest, and he is the king at the same time. So we see that in verse 13, that he will build the temple of the Lord, and then he will sit on the throne, and then he will be a priest. So obviously, this all took place when he died and rose again. So this is talking about that. And it will take place if you completely obey the Lord your God. So very interesting language in verse 15. I think it's talking more of the literal temple at that point, which we know does get rebuilt later. When we get to chapter 7, it's a couple years that have gone by at this point, because it says now the fourth year of King Darius. And again, God is talking about empty ritual. His focus in this prophecy here is making sure that they are committing legitimate worship, that it is heartfelt and it is sincere, not just ritualistic. That's why he's saying, why are you fasting in these months? Was it for me? When you eat, don't you eat for yourselves? And when you drink, don't you drink for yourselves? It reminds me of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, where it talks about whether you eat or drink, do it all for the glory of God. And I think that's what he's trying to get at, is you're doing it for yourselves, but you're not doing it for me as the Lord. And then he reminds him, verse 9, dispense true justice and practice kindness and compassion each to his brother. Do not oppress the widow or the orphan, the stranger or the poor, and do not devise evil in your hearts against one another. We need to have proper conduct with each other. Love God, and that's what you really want to boil this chapter down to, is love God and love your neighbor, which is the complete law and the prophets, really. And what is the consequence if we don't do that? Verse 13, And just as he called, and they would not listen, so they called, and I would not listen. That's scary, isn't it? We don't listen to God, and then God doesn't listen to us when we pray to him? Yikes. That is definitely not somewhere we want to be in relation to God. Then lastly, we have chapter 8, which shows the future prosperity of Zion, or the nation of Israel. 
And this is when, in verse 3, he will return to Zion and dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. Then Jerusalem will be called the city of truth. Obviously, this is going to happen in the end times. And so it talks about the prosperity of it. Everyone will be happy and peaceful there. People from afar are going to come and want to know the Lord. And we see all of that, which is similar language that we've seen throughout other prophets as well. And then he reminds at least two or three times to not fear. And again, to remind them, in the meantime, you need to speak truth to each other. You need to judge with truth and judgment for peace in your gates. And also let none of you devise evil in your heart against another, and do not love perjury, for all these are what I hate. So you want to know what God hates? He just told you right there. And as we finish the chapter, it appears that Israel is going to be seen as a beacon of light. And the nations are going to be in good relationship with Israel as they seek the Lord, which we haven't seen that happen yet. Israel is at odds with many nations around it, so that hasn't happened yet, but it will happen in the future. And it's going to be a glorious day when it does happen. And I think that will be it for today. Thank you for listening. I'm Ryan, and we'll see you next time. Take care, and God bless you.